video of people just being mean to Jonah Hill. <laughs> Which, oh, um... No. Uh, yeah, it's... Maybe maybe we should watch it and really set the tone for the rest of the episode, but, um... <laughs> no, it's... There, there's a part of it where he goes on Jimmy Kimmel, and Jimmy Kimmel opens with, Oh, you smell nice. You wouldn't think so. And, uh... <laughs> that is one of many, many barbs against Jonah Hill that he, he can barely tolerate. Um, and I don't know, since we're talking about people's smells, I guess we're probably starting the actual podcast now. Hi, this is the Big Bang Theory Theory. I'm Nick. And I'm Kyle. And today we have a very special guest with us. It's her first time on the show. It's probably going to be her last time, let's be honest. Uh, everyone, welcome Rochelle Cody. Yay, is this two of us to welcome you? I'm clapping Yay. now. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, it doesn't have to be the last time. I don't mind being re-reminded how much I hate this show. Oh, Okay, I mean, if that's why you think you wouldn't be invited back, that's fine. We'll we'll just let that play out as it will. No, but, yeah. Rochelle, I, I like to always, when we have a, a, a new guest, ask them a few questions about their familiarity. Oh, yeah, also, hey, for if this is the first time you ever listened to this show, uh, we watched the TV series The Big Bang Theory. We're just starting season five. Maybe not a bad time to jump in. Uh, and then we talk about it, and we get all nitty-gritty picky about it, and some people say we're really negative, and they're right, but maybe you're into that. Hi, thanks, and welcome. Rochelle, what's your experience <laughs> with this show? I want to say I've watched the first two or three. Whenever I get extremely depressed, I end up watching shows like this for a while, and then hopefully I snap out of it. I think you're not the first person to say that this is just like weird comfort food for you. Yeah, it's like you don't really have to think watching it because it's not that common. And so then uh, next question is, do you consider yourself to be a nerd? I would say yes, uh, mainly because of how much I've been called it. What? Uh, I think a really crystallized moment, uh, this was second grade, and every week our teacher would have like a different science thing we were talking about, and I'd always have the National Geographic world that applied to it, and I'd bring it in the next day. So, I was real popular. Nice. You did you just remind me. You were real popular with me. I think that's awesome. Yeah, that would have been cool if we'd gone to school together. <laughs> I, I was I was resentful in like later grade school and middle school, because when there were like av problems with equipment in the classroom i wouldn't be like nick could figure it out and i'm like you guys <laughs> i just wear glasses i don't know how any of that works oh but yeah i am probably smarter than you and i should be the one to look into it yes <laughs> i guess another one would be that when i was working at target in high school one of the cheerleaders from my school she was going through my lane and she's like aren't you sad that we're on winter break and i was like uh no like i think she thought i only liked being in school <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> kind of like she thought I was a teacher, like I never left. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's that's why you're here. We Aww. didn't we didn't want things to get too exciting. We yeah. didn't want to rattle people's nerves. You know, this I'm is... the lows, you guys bring the highs. Boom. Problem solved. Yeah. Um and then uh, I bring the middles, thank you very much. Oh, oh yeah. sorry, my mistake. I'll and try we to all be create together a tepid porridge. <laughs> um Anyway, with that, I guess I should do our brief episode summary, and then we can talk about this actual show for the 30 seconds we can tolerate it before we get distracted by other things we like better. That's mean. Okay, you weren't here for the last episode, Rochelle, but... Was I it a rough one? It's opposite. Kyle and I, I think, we, we both held it in high regard as far as this show goes. Um, really? But it was, it was definitely was the... one of... Was the recap at the beginning of the episode a good uh, description of what happened in the episode prior? Not exactly. Yeah, pretty much. 
I mean, oh, 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 oh fight. I, I, I thought it was, it was more of a, a season summary, but yeah, it did also, it, it got you what you needed for sure. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. But continue. I'm sorry. Well, I guess what I should say is I did not expect anything from the last episode to carry over to this episode. Like, I just assumed that they weren't going to discuss it or talk about it. So I was actually surprised to have that. The Big Bang Theory often just ignores its own continuity. So it's always a little bit surprising (laughs) when they bother with, like, a previously on the Big Bang Theory style twist. Yeah, it was jarring when they did that. I mean, I get it, particularly because this would be the... We're at the start of a new season. We are. And so that's a good place, I think, to get into it because this episode, Season 5, Episode 1, officially titled The Skank Reflex Analysis, starts immediately after the last episode. And I also want to open by by saying that when I saw the word skank, I immediately thought of ska dancing and not like (laughs) a person who sleeps around. And so I was like, no, I'm not going to get the skanking action I want. And I'm going into this in a bad mood. But... Anyway, the the episode starts with Leonard and Sheldon hanging out in the cafeteria at the university, and Sheldon apparently still can't process the events of the the last episode where uh, to catch people up from two weeks ago, <laughs> um, uh, Penny ended up sleeping with Raj, and then Bernadette and Wallowitz had a blow up, and Priya ended up moving off to uh, India. Which, it was a threat in the last episode, but she doesn't appear at all in this episode. So I think she's just gone. I don't think we're ever going to see Priya again. But anyway, so they're they're processing that. Eventually, Wallowitz and Raj join them. They talk about how uh, Sheldon is trying to recruit them all for a pinball game. Is uh, uh, Oh my god, I'm losing my mind. I can't do it! I'm under so much stress right now! Pinball tournament! A paintball tournament, yes. Um, and no one really gives a shit, but but Sheldon's all into it, and so he commandeers them. Um, Wait, before we move forward, did anyone give a shit about that plot line for the entire episode? Of uh, the paintball? Yeah. I was, I, I don't know, I, I kept expecting it to never happen. And then it yeah, sort of never does happen, it but it happening. happens a little enough that I have to say, I have to technically say there's paintball in this episode, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I didn't, I, I like the, pay, I thought of the payoffs of this show you know that wasn't a bad one yeah i mean it was nice that it did actually happen like that's i i was worried this is going to be a thing where they kept referencing the paintball and they were going to find a way to squeeze out of it but the the end of the episode does end in paintball violence sorry i didn't mean to interrupt i was just wondering because like you shut your mouth you're interrupting me again I was it's like, okay, I think the only reason I remembered that B plot was because of how forgettable it was while I was watching it. Okay, yeah. that's a There's literally a, insane me. thing to say. <laughs> By the standards of Big Bang Theory B plots, it's actually middle tier, I would say, in that it exists. <laughs> this is true, yeah. Okay, sorry. While they're all moping around in the cafeteria during this, uh, uh, Leonard busts Raj for having a crush on Bernadette. And so Wallowitz gets all upset. Sheldon tells everyone that he's got a real aesthetically pleasing dong. So that's cool. Penny comes over to be so... No, Amy comes over to be supportive of Penny at her apartment. And Amy's like, hey, it could be worse. You could have got fucked by a horse and lived through that. So that's cool. I don't really understand how it connected that well. But that's that comes up. Raj comes over. Oh, you know, no, Raj isn't there yet. But apparently um, Bernadette comes over to confront him about the stuff uh, with 
him being in love with her. <laughs> He's holding a beer in his hand, and I think now we can firmly establish that Raj does not to be in, have to be intoxicated at all <laughs> to speak with women. He just has to have a drink in his hand, because he's never even slightly drunk throughout the episode, but he's always got a drink so he can talk with a lady. Yeah, it's, uh, like his, it's like his magic feather. It is, yes. It's, you know, he never really needs it, but until he can believe in himself, it's, it's what it's going to take. He anyway, should go to a lot of therapy. They all should, yes. <laughs> yes, very much so. <laughs> well, that, not to it, I guess we're just playing the interrupt Nick's narration game, but you notice in this episode, uh, Leonard's mother is an acclaimed therapist, and she's terrible at it in such a way as this show is like, it's like one of the many TV shows that's just like vaguely anti-therapeutic insofar in like the yeah. way like most shows like used to be for a long time in that there are just so few positive portrayals of like therapy on television that 99% of the time it's used like for comedic effect or like ominously oh yeah I've been rewatching the nanny and the fact that the youngest daughter is like going to therapy all the time is actually a problem and then Fran goes to the waiting room and says like super offensive shit about people being nuts I was like oh damn then we are in a different time sorry I mean I to be fair I, w- I was watching an episode of Mad Men I know we're talking about the Big Bang Theory but fuck it I was watching an episode of Mad <laughs> yeah, Men yeah this never happens we, we never completely abandon the premise of the show to talk about other things and the whole, like, one of the subplots of the first season is Don's wife going to therapy, but, like, the way they portray therapy is it's literally just, like, an old white dude sitting in a chair, not listening, and occasionally going, tell me more about that, and then he reports everything she says back to her husband, who's oh. really the client in the relationship, yeah. and that's like, how, that's, like, how therapy is supposed to work. So yeah, it's he's, like, he's like the wife repairman, you know, you like, you bring her in for a tune-up, he tells you what parts to replace and gives you an estimate. And... Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm bummed out now. Yeah, that show rules, <laughs> I though. I think we've come a long way. <laughs> anyway, uh, Amy, sorry, uh, Penny goes to stay with Amy for a few days so she doesn't have to see Leonard across the hall. Raj shows up with a bottle of something or a jar of something in his hands, and so I guess he totally DUI'd on the way to Penny's place and on the way back? And he's like, hey, I'm in love with you. Let's fuck. Uh, and Penny's like, no, this that was a mistake. And this is where, as I predicted, they walk back the sex. Raj explains that uh, he, he tried to put on a condom, but that when Penny went to help him with it, the graze of her hand against his penis made him ejaculate all over her. Now, does he state it as directly? No, of course not. This is network no. television. But the implication is that he immediately just blasts all over Penny's probably face and chest and hands and everything else. I don't it, think they specified where the semen went. I'm just Well, I'm just I'm just picturing and I think this. it goes on for probably like a solid like 45 seconds. Oh my god. And it happens too where it's not like an obvious pattern so you can't predict when the next like is coming. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, that happens. So yeah, they never actually slept together because Raj is an immediate ejaculator, and uh, he couldn't be happier with the experience. <laughs> but then uh, there's some paintball uh, stuff uh, that uh, doesn't really matter. It's, it's just prep and training before they actually have the match. 
Oh, then Sheldon actually does run out to uh, because nobody wants to do paintball. He decides he's just going to sacrifice himself as as the brave leader. He 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 goes out into an actual outdoor shot, and he yells, "Geology isn't a real science!" And then he he gets blown away for a solid five or ten seconds by uh, paintball blast coming from off screen which then yeah ra- i thought that was pretty rad it was neat it was neat and then that rallies the other nerds who rush out to their probable deaths um and then at the very end of the episode something i skipped over is that before uh penny was expressing insecurity about being an actor in la and how maybe she should just give up and move to nebraska and i was like this is the most accurate depiction of the la experience this show has portrayed so far <laughs> And so she she goes. Yeah, to, well, actually, no. The the denouement of that is well. Not. I'm sorry. I don't mean. I'm not going to spoil what you said. But the the most real line in the whole episode is. But what would you do back in Nebraska now that you failed as an actor? And she goes, I don't know. Maybe teach acting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she she comes over to the apartment to, to be like, Hey, everyone, I suck. I'm going to Nebraska. But then she gets a call from her agent because, oh my God, she booked a a gig for a hemorrhoid cream commercial. And so the end of the episode is her in the commercial where she is being provided hemorrhoid cream to help her sore asshole get ready for some horseback riding. The episode's done. Any plot points I missed that either of you would like to fill in? Uh, I I think I did a pretty good job. So, you know, you could, you you don't have to worry about it. If you can't think that's fine. Um, I think I did great. Yeah. Let's move on. Oh, you did okay. No, I think. Oh, for fuck's sake. So, um, <laughs> how do we feel? I'm sorry, but Raj, that like that just screamed real date rapey shit to me, and I'm not gonna say that we need to have a conversation about that. But it's just like you guys have kind of addressed that. Like he doesn't necessarily need to be super drunk to talk to women. Apparently, he just needs a drink in his hand or a little in his system. And it's like yeah. if he was sober enough to remember all that happening, and she couldn't remember any of it, she probably was pretty fucking blacked out. And that just creeps me out. Like that's not a friend. But you're right. Yes. <laughs> That's, I mean, I guess it's good that it did end immediately. And then they didn't have to talk about later piecing yes. together what happened. Uh, but, yeah, at least they walked back the date rape to a date pre, pre-ejaculation. pre Yeah. I mean, I guess the way they could fix that is if Raj couldn't remember anything either. And then they had to use like forensic science to figure <laughs> out. That's how I, like, I, I think I said in the last episode, I assumed this whole... This whole plot line, if it was ever addressed again, was going, if they were going to walk it back, was going to come down to Sheldon has secret cameras in Leonard's room, which I still maintain (laughs) would have been a much better way if they were going to play all this out to go. I'm not ready to rule it out. I mean, maybe not in this, it didn't happen in this episode, but I think there's still plenty of time for his surveillance to to come into play. So this is one of the first few episodes I've seen with Amy in it. And yeah. um, is she basically just like a male Sheldon? I mean, a female Sheldon? She is, but I think she's also developed a lot more in a, a more fun way than, than Sheldon has. That's, yeah. She did come in as a direct counterpart, but she's okay. kind of become her own thing. Okay, okay. And it's like, it's hard to tell if like, it's hard to tell if she's in on the joke she's telling a little bit with the way the the actor is delivering the lines to me. So I'm just kind of like, does she know? Is this sarcasm? It sounds like sarcasm, but I don't think it is based on how her character is probably written. Well, so I guess, so this is an interesting thing because apparently you have no familiarity with this character. Tell us just based on this episode who you think Amy Oh my gosh. Well, I'm assuming that she is supposed to be someone probably on the spectrum with like some social issues and stuff like that and like uh, 
reading emotion, though. I don't know. Like, I get that vibe, but also with the way she's telling it, it's almost like she's aware of how weird she was and is glad that she, like, has been able to adapt to society, if that makes sense. I don't know. I'm a hot mess. Are you talking about, like, her genuine joy at getting to have a best friend sleep over with yeah Penny. yeah and so it's like where sheldon just like is still hardline in being the way he is it seems like she's grown and like maybe has done some work to like develop more relationships i, don't I know. think that's almost exactly right <laughs> so this is a good show it very clearly conveyed what kind of character it wanted to put out there and rochelle picked, picked up every up part it. of it dope dope okay at least that was right what's her butt the blonde girlfriend of wallowitz Oh, Bernadette. Bernadette. That interaction was really funny. I enjoyed her yelling at Raj a lot. Bernadette's my favorite. Doesn't she do the voice of his mom, too? What? Like, or what? she can do his voice, right? No, what? it's a, it's, I don't, yeah, I don't think she's the, I don't think she's the same actress who does his mom's voice. I don't think that's true. I could be wrong oh, about okay. that. But if only because she was added it, to right? the show later. Well, it's not even mimic. One of the running jokes of the show is that Howard is looking for someone very different from his mother. And then he ends up dating this woman who is very like cute and attractive and has this, when you first meet her, she has this very high pitched girly voice. But yes, as seen in this episode, whenever she gets aggravated or yelly, she sounds exactly like Howard's mother. That is like a deliberate joke in the show. Okay. Okay. Quick pause. Kyle, you're coming in a little hot on the mic. Like, Sorry, I, I was excited and I held the mic too close. <laughs> That's okay. It's, it's, I was explaining the intricacies. My question for you, is there any character that we saw in this episode that either of you like? I genuinely like Bernadette and Amy. Okay. Yes. Okay. And I mean, I could see myself maybe liking them. But yeah, almost every other character, I could not give two shits about what's going on in their lives. Like, they don't, there's nothing that they do that makes me like them. This, I wasn't thinking about this when I was watching the episode, but um, I think this is, this is reminding me of, I've been watching a lot of Curb Your Enthusiasm, and in the same way where Bernadette and Amy are introduced for like a very specific reason, and then kind of develop into their own like fun, worthwhile characters, uh, there's a season where uh, Larry David in the show uh, takes in a displaced fl- family from like Georgia or Florida from a big hurricane. And at the end of the season, the whole family ends up moving out except for one guy named Leon. And then he just ends up living with Larry for like the rest of the series. Just because I guess in that one season, like it was obvious that their chemistry was so great that they're like, no, he has to stay on the show. Like he's he is no longer a single plot point. Like he is up and um yeah, it's nice, I guess, is all I'm saying. <laughs> yes, yeah. they've come a long way. In fact, we often I think Nick and I are often of the opinion that like if the sh- if the show were to write out some of the guy characters and just focus almost exclusively on the girls, it would be a more interesting yeah. better show like 90% of the time. Well, you know, I guess cuz when the ladies came in like on top of like the other stuff I like about them, I guess I'm just realizing that none of them have and like I say none of them, I mean the two of them don't have the obvious thing that makes them creepy or sad like every other character. <laughs> Like, Wallowitz is, like, this, like, desperate, just awkward, beyond belief, rapey horn dog. Yeah, he's a slimy horn dog. Yeah. Like, he just oozes slime from every pore. And then Raj, on the other hand, is much sweeter, but still pretty creepy. And when yeah. he does get drunk, turns into a total asshole. 
Leonard is always, you know, miserably pining after Penny or whoever, and then Sheldon is just overbearing. And but then, like with Amy and Bert, and Penny's like a whole. I'm not going to get it. But like with Penny, and not with Penny, Amy and Bernadette, like there's nothing unlikable about either of them that I can think of. So, what's your beef with Penny then? I don't have a specific beef with Penny. I think she is more complicated because, you know, when she starts the series, she's like the foil, and so she's the, the normie to bounce all the nerdery off of. I think as it's gone on, her unlikability has mostly just come up with her being kind of dumb and a terrible actor, but that's really the extent of it. She's not. Well, and it kind of feels like she's just a placeholder. Like, she's she's meant to be there for Leonard, regardless of if they're together or not. Well, and that's exactly what the start of the show was, too. It was just uh, he lusts after her, the new neighbor, and then they have to figure out how to keep each other in the series. (laughs) Yeah, you can't really develop her as a character if she's there specifically just to be Leonard's, like, pining, like, target. Yeah. What should have happened is. She should have announced her move to Nebraska at the end of the last season, and then she should have just been missing for at least half of this season. And so everyone would have to, like... Would have gotten... Would develop a missing of her? Yeah, they, they'd, like, start clawing at their eyes and tearing their garments because they can't figure out what the show's about anymore with Penny not in it. It didn't feel like there was a lot of nerdy stuff going on other than, like, setting up the paintball, though. Yeah. Like, that was the nerdiest element of the episode. Y'all ever get into paintball? Y'all ever have a paintball phase? I've never done paintball. I've been interested. I thought it would be fun. Um, I always wanted one of those, like, blowguns with, like, the darts, though. That'd be pretty dope. Yeah, my brother used to kill squirrels with the dick. I think when I was in high school, uh, my friends who... Something I never understood growing up was teens with disposable income. (laughs) But... (laughs) That they, they were there, and they were buying a bunch of paintball stuff. Because I had this weird contingent of friends who were both incredibly nerdy and very sure they were going to go into the military. And most of them did go into the military and almost immediately washed out. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I had just friends with paintball guns uh, blasting off all the time. Well, and, and real guns, it. I assume, right? It was yeah. Montana. So we were like... building towards that. Have I fired off an assault rifle with a bunch of friends that were all, like, 18 and stupid? Yes, absolutely. But um, I've never fired a handgun, though, oddly enough. And I remember I... once friends and I getting the cops called on us because the car broke down that we were in, and we were apparently looking intimidating just sitting in the car with the paintball guns i think i'm going to a shooting range in santa clarita yeah well, this month it's may oh it is may yeah yeah so i'll get a, he, uh my friend tamiko's dad even sent me pictures of the guns that he wants to shoot and because he was worried because i'm in portland he's like oh no she's gonna hate guns i was like i grew up with guns so it's not a big deal as long as you don't have one like hanging over the front door be fine can i, can I get real dark for a second Real, Absolutely. Real so when I was when I was in the deepest pits of my sads, I uh, I'm gonna tell you I started pricing some guns. Oh, you shithead! That's that's that's, not, that's a little dark. That's, maybe I'll let it. That's this more out. dark. That's maybe, yeah. But, but I, here's I, the I, thing. Here's I mean, thing. you're allowed to. You you should feel safe talking to us. You're here's allowed to thing. say that. Here's yeah? the thing. Why, why why would I possibly be concerned about the price? I obviously wasn't ready. But, <laughs> <laughs> okay, you brought it back around. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right, it's staying I... in. <laughs> you bastard, you landed it. 
I'm incredible, thank you. <laughs> I, see, I'm such a wimp when I'm depressed. I'm never, like, actively suicidal. I'm just very passively suicidal. Like, I could fall asleep in the bathtub right now. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I get coy with it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just, I just want to be a naughty little sad person. <laughs> yeah, because people are like, uh, suicide, yeah. the, suicide's the coward's way. And I'm like, only if you don't actively do it. If you're no. just like, I oh. guess it'll happen. What if I took too many sweeping pills? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <It was> like... <laughs> Kyle, you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Getting the fuck out of this thing that I did. Oh, no. Um, um, go oh ahead. No, go ahead, Kyle. You go ahead. No, because I was going to change the subject. I was trying to think if I had anything else related to that. No, not right now. <laughs> well, I have, I, have, I have two different tracks to go on. The first that's immediately connected to things that we have at least talked about so far is when... Well, I mean, aside from like the the date rapey aspect that Rochelle pointed out that is, is valid. Penny's main concern in the episode seems to be that she has slept with one of her friend's friends and what that's going to do to the awkwardness of their relationship dynamic. Mm -hmm. But then when it turns out that they haven't slept together, she seems relieved as if the problem has resolved itself. But I don't entirely, am I just being obtuse? Because it's not like, like, it's true that they didn't sleep together, but the reason they didn't sleep together is because, you know, yeah. Raj has a hair trigger. It's not like, like she wasn't friend. going. It's not like she wasn't going to sleep with him. Right? Yeah, it's like you don't get off the hook. Granted, no, he, I think. Absolutely, I think, he's like, off the hook. Like, if, if, if I found out that one of my friends is going to sleep with my exes, I was like, did you blast inside or outside? If he says outside, I'm like, all right, want to go to lunch? Like, that's <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. I will say, arguably the best line in this episode that I don't entirely disagree with is she's trying to explain to him, to Raj, no, I, don't you understand? It's like well, the adding sex to our friend. Yeah, adding sex to our <laughs> friendship will ruin our friendship. And Raj says, to me, quite sensibly, you can't ruin a friendship with sex. That's like saying you ruin chocolate ice cream by putting sprinkles on it. Yeah. I kind of agree with that because chocolate sprinkles suck. But that's a different conversation. The the part of the conversation I objected to, to again refer to Curb Your Enthusiasm, is that Penny tries to do the reset, which is, hey, that happened, it was weird, whatever, but we're going to go back to being friends. This just didn't happen. And as Larry David has to experience through a comedy of errors, you can't just reset like that. They have to go through their terrible, weird thing where Raj is like either avoiding her completely or like looking for reasons to graze against her breast to see if it causes her to raise a friendly eyebrow or all or you know whether Leonard has to be like okay 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 which one of us has the nicer dick Sheldon is out of himself as having it but Penny you have to be honest with me about this one all that weird shit has to happen before they can then bond back together and become normal I guess yes, that's you're a true. bunch of little baby Oh. It's, that's just that's just more of the sitcom-y way of resetting the status quo, right? It's like this show can only have different dynamics from its pre-established ones. It was already getting kind of uncomfortable. Like people were changing. Penny was at Amy's house. It's like she was questioning her life. It's like, you know, this is like the classic will flirt with being a slightly different show 
for about five seconds and then everything has to go back to normal. Just kidding. Yeah. yeah. Is there a lot of just kidding with this show? Yeah, I mean, the last season, like, was throughout kind of a just kidding, because it focused so much on Priya. So there's this character wasn't in this episode at all, Priya, is Raja's sister. They make some reference to her at the beginning of the episode, but so she and Leonard were a thing. Uh, she was planning to move to India the whole time and wasn't ever telling Leonard, and so as the audience, we all knew we were going to go anywhere. That's so sad. Um. Yeah, and then on top of that, there's the obnoxiousness of trying to create this phony drama between Leonard and Penny when it didn't exist at all last season. But whatever, whatever. Nah. Anything else? How are we feeling? And then my, my other question, really quick. And it, it's just, I think we're all so used to it now. Well, not you, Rochelle, but Nick and Thank I God. are so used to it that it didn't even raise an eyebrow. But I was watching this with uh, with my girlfriend, and she brought up, the, during the very first scene where it's like, where Sheldon is trying to figure out, so what was happening between Raj and Penny? He goes... Maybe, well, he's from India. They all have parasites. Maybe she was checking to see if he had been infected with parasites, um, which is a very Sheldon logic process. But as my girlfriend pointed out, it's like, is that just the sh- like, are they just allowed to say things like, well, he's a, well, he's, you know, foreign. And we all know that foreign people are disgusting and riddled with, with parasites. So maybe that's what's going on here. And I was like, yeah, no, that's basically the Raj experience in a nutshell. Yeah. yeah. It's like it comes up Sheldon. about five. It comes up about five times an episode. Sheldon does very matter-of-factly be like, oh yeah, you're from a filthy hovel of a nation. Yeah, I definitely remember like how much Raj's character is just the stereotypical person from India and all the jokes that rely on that. Yeah. I guess I it's I feel like the issue I have with Sheldon is like it's hard to tell like how much of it they're just how his his like condition or the way he views the world is played up for certain things and then completely forgotten in different scenarios. Yeah, if you're asking for any sort of long term continuity, oh, character, I imagine there isn't. No, no, I imagine not there with isn't. Sheldon Cooper. Do you feel like this this show was created and like is maintained by nerds, or it's just no. written by writers? Absolutely. With... Okay. Because like, thing. oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna, like, I think something that has been a theme is that even when the show does accurately de- uh, portray nerdy kind of things, it's always like at the expense of the characters. It's always like to make fun of them for like genuinely like, like, like the, when they're playing magic or something together, you know, it's always the fact it's that it's a they're joke pl- instead yeah, of the, them playing it. Yeah. The fact that they're even playing it is itself hilarious, let alone that, totally normal nerd interactions they're having while playing. Yeah, it's it's like it's never okay for them to just find nerdy things like valuable or comforting. It always has to be part of it. Yeah, and I hadn't really thought about it, but they don't really have a consistent counterpart to explain why that's ridiculous. Like that was kind of Penny's purpose initially. It's like, here's the normie against whom we measure all the nerds, but as she's getting kind of more comfortable in nerdier self as the series goes on there's like a less of a a contrast to pay attention to the center doesn't hold i tell you <laughs> well i do wonder you know because i never keep track of like what was going on in the world when these episodes are coming out but so i don't know like in season five nick can you just give me the date on this on when this episode out? yeah oh, season sure. five episode do, do, one do, 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 quick research september 22nd 2011 
<laughs> oh, 2011. So this is like celebrating this is like, 10 years since the terrorist attack that brought down the Twin Towers. <laughs> so this is like only a year before I think the Avengers comes out. This is like Iron Man. It was like a huge deal. Batman the Dark Knight. So this is one of those interesting things. We're only halfway through the show's run, but already its initial joke that was valid when the show first came out back in, I guess, 2000. Six forever ago. Yeah, two thousand five or two thousand six, which was all about how anyone who's obsessed with nerd shit was like a weirdo, like mouth breather. But we are like right on the verge of like what many people identify as like the big switch when suddenly all all of a sudden everybody knows who fucking Star Lord is. Yeah. So it's like they can't even if they wanted to, they can't have quite as many jokes at like pop nerd culture's expense because they're just it's just too big like it's become it becomes part of normie culture and i wonder if that's part of the problem that the writers have is like we can't just make fun of them for liking the flash anymore because you know that's a hit show on the cw now oh my god i I forgot who i was as kyle was explaining that because i remembered that the identity i once held dearly as a nearly co-opted by popular culture and i'm just an empty shell of a man latching onto things to complain about yeah deal with it it happens to all of us Mm. I, had to, I have to the boys is the most popular show on television right now what the fuck happened in my life when did garth ennis become mainstream i haven't watched the boys because it just does not look I, like i'm that's pretty it's supposed right. to be good i like I it watched, i recommended invincible last week or two weeks ago or no I've heard i went, good recommended things. it a month ago that show is great but really dark i mean the final episode was of season one just aired jesus christ all right so since since we're just starting to talk about other shit we should like maybe we should transition into our nerdy recommendations (laughs) kyle anything else about this one before we move on no i'm good all right so this baby in the ground now we did we make our hard transition into our our nerdy recommendations of the the bye week and Rochelle, since you're the guest, you get to choose whether you want to go first, second, or third. I want to go last because I'm a big deal. Okay. Uh, Kyle, I do have one loaded up unless you want to go first. Uh, I'll go ahead just because mine is actually going to be blessedly short this week. Uh, oh, thank I goodness. Don't, <laughs> I, don't know, uh, I don't know how much you're going to edit out, but I was bitching at the beginning of the episode, maybe before we officially started recording about how much how disappointed i am with the quality of big budget video games now okay now who's typing oh sorry that was me ah uh, damn it no it's fine it's totally fine rochelle well, I no, no we have to explore a... this because this this came i once was was angry on the the recording with kyle because he was tip tappy typing and then he revealed that he, i was i still don't remember some sort of gundam shit that he was looking up Rochelle, yes. what what distracted you, huh? I was just typing in what I wanted to talk about so I could reference no, some details. It, it's I'm totally sorry. fine. I this has happened to me. I, I was just hoping I had caught Nick. I didn't mean that. <laughs> you will never catch me because I'm a fucking professional. I was like, <laughs> gotta be caught. I was opining modern AAA video games suck, and I don't understand how that's possible. They're just they're not fun. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there must be some that are fun. Like, I like The Witcher 3, but I was I was playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and I was like, well, this is a travesty to video gaming. And I was playing uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, which I was like, well, this is better, but this is still, like, this is a movie with, like, contextual button press events. Uh, and I don't know how I feel about that. So, 
I fired up an old classic, Psychonauts. Psychonauts is a video game that came out in 2005, set at a summer camp for psychic kids. It's written by Tim Schafer. It was made by Double Fine Studios. The whole game is just, you're a little weirdo who has psychic powers running around, hanging out with a bunch of other cute kids. And, you know, you uh, you enhance your psychic training and also uh, you advance the story by diving into other people at camp's brains and, like, wading through their mind spheres and, like, see – and, like, so most of the game levels are just stylized playpens that represent the internal, like, mindscapes of various people that you meet in the game. And it is fantastic. It is a great game. At one point, you blow up and you're a giant and you're walking around and it's, like – you're, you know, it's like a Godzilla parody. It is super fun. And it's everything that video gaming c- should be. And somehow we have lost our way and need to go back to that. And that's all I'm going to say. Sweet. All right. Psychonauts. I also have played and enjoyed that game. And Did a sequel ever actually come out or did that just die off? So they made, uh, like I noticed in the PlayStation Store, there's like a VR game. And then supposedly Psychonauts 2 is in development, but okay. I think it's it's one of those games that's been in development for like a decade. So yes, yeah, that's exactly. Someday, maybe. Probably not, but maybe. <laughs> cool. What, uh, what platforms? Is- I think it's on like almost everything now. Yes, you can get it. It's it's uh It originally, I think, came out for the PS2, but I think you yeah. can get it on multiple platforms. Okay. It sounds like something that would be up his... The writing is very like good and important. Uh, yeah. when- it's a funny game. I just focus a lot on Plants vs. Animal Crossing. That's about where I'm at in my life. Good gravy. Oh, my. Wait, do you have a Switch? You playing that on the Switch, that Animal Crossing? Yeah. I had no idea. We gotta be be buddies. Oh, maybe we are buddies. you even talk to me? No, we're not. I don't think I've gotten your Switch code or anything. Yeah, my island is named Pedestrian because I was watching a lot of Blown Away on Netflix, and when they don't like someone's glass-building piece, they call it. I do not like Animal Crossing, but when I was playing it, my island was named Boner Isle. And then when a friend was like, hey, can my kids connect with your island so they can explore? I'm like, I don't think so. That's, they, your, your children do not get to know that they have a weird friend whose island is named Boner Isle. My friend uh, Justin's oh, hey. island is Gayport. Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, quick update. I looked into it. Ah, oh, this sucks. Double Fine was bought by Microsoft, so if you if they do oh. make a new one, it's going to be Xbox exclusive. But they uh. think it's going to come out in 2021. Okay, we'll see. And we All thought right. COVID for the, was the Xbox worst thing Series X. Happen. All right, I'm gonna make my recommendation now. I got my second COVID shot the other day, and yesterday I spent most of my day feeling like shit, just like lying around with terrible body aches and and trying to to sleep. And during this, I thought, you know what would make me feel real be- uh, a lot better is, is watching a, a, a gritty, miserable zombie film. And so I, w- I revisited, I think for the first time since it came out, I watched 28 Days Later. And I think it holds up really well. Um, so this movie must have come out legit almost 20 years ago now. It was a Danny Boyle film. And I remember at the time, um, I think it really kind of kicked off the zombie renaissance that i now hate with all of my soul and it was notable uh also because this was i think one of the first zombie movies where the zombies could run and were an obvious threat you know (laughs) right because there's always that question of like why don't you just walk around them well because in this one they 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 chase you down and, and bash you also uh oh so just like a general 
summary of the movie you're not going to believe this there's an outbreak of a virus it turns people into zombies (laughs) and then a bunch of shit happens well you get to see uh cillian murphy uh full frontal dong nudity and yeah yeah you do a lot of it and then later on he's in the shower and i'm like oh look at that tight bottom oh baby yeah so but you also i mean if you if you're gonna watch him because you want to see that you have to also watch him in in a very emaciated form so there's that but um and uh yeah it's it starts off kind of there are some moments that are just legitimately funny but it, the 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 premise is basically uh some eco terrorists slash animal liberators break into a lab in Cambridge I think it was and they want to free the chimps that are in there the chimps the chimps have been exposed to a virus that I remember it being called the rage virus, and it is. I forgot that it is apparently literal rage that they're infected with, though, because like, the, like the, the like the first thirty seconds of the movie are a chimp strapped into a chair watching six television sets that are all showing him different humanitarian crises, like people being murdered by mobs and things like that and i'm like i I guess i would be pretty mad about that if i were a chimp but yeah it's it's good it's almost more of a road trip movie than it is a zombie movie how scary is it uh you know because i had already seen it some of the edge you know was taken off Mm -hmm. i think had i had you gone in blind i'd say it's pretty scary it's not that gory. It has like a few okay. moments of gore, but it's honestly not that gory at all, which was surprising. I remember it being more more grisly than it was. But yeah, it's it's also it comes from a time before I think movies started relying heavily on jump scares. That's not to say that there aren't some jump scares, but it's not like that that pattern of like ah one two three no, it ah doesn't. one two three. I would say more than scary. It's just it builds up a good pattern of dread. So yes. Like, okay. Okay. It's just like, in fact, because it's been, a, if, if am I remembering this correctly, Nick? Because I think, I don't, I'm not sure he stole this, but it's interesting that both uh, 28 Days Later and Walking Dead have a very similar opening conceit, which is that uh, the main character wakes up in a hospital and he's been in a coma for a while. So he missed like the start of the zombie apocalypse and he's just wandering around and like an empty like hospital and then empty streets. And the movie goes on for a little while before the first time he sees someone who is, of course, like a monster and starts chasing him. Right. And so, uh. like, it's it's pretty freaky. Yeah. <laughs> pretty spooky. Um, so, yeah. 28 Days Later. That's me. Rochelle. Which ending turn. did you watch? Oh. There's two endings? I forgot there were separate endings. There's, so, I, I watched There are, the, like, four endings, but there are only two endings that are completely filmed. I watched the one that came by default on Netflix. Or Hulu, wherever the what heck I watched it, and that's the one where um, they get. Oh, I, well, no, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm sorry. Yeah, don't spoil the it. The happier God. of the endings. It's a pretty happy ending. Yeah. Okay. That was. I hear. I hear twenty. I hear the sequel, which I would has a dumb name. I wish they hadn't called it twenty weeks, weeks later. Weeks. That's a dumb name, but I actually hear that's really good too. I keep meaning to watch that because it's supposed to be pretty fucking fantastic. I should rewatch it because I saw it at about the time it came out and I remember not liking it at all. And so I need to revisit that. It has super zombies in it. I hate super zombies. But um, anyway, Rochelle, come on, hit us. 
Has anyone brought up the the fantasy series Dresden Files before? That is not the question. No. Is that what you're no. recommending? Okay, well, I didn't want to recommend something that's already been recommended. That's well, the answer is I'm no. Asking. And so you can... Tell us about Mr. Harry Dresden. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, um, main reason I want I thought of this is because I kind of had that thought of, like, Big Bang Theory theory clearly not being written by nerds. And, like, if you look at what Jim Butcher looks like, the writer of the Dresden Files, he's clearly writing books. For, and he's the biggest fucking nerd. Like, what? Hey, hold on. If you look at what he looks like, explain yourself. Okay, I will send you an image of what no, Jim Butcher no, looks like. No, no, you explain to the audience. Okay, well, I'm going to look one up. So... <laughs> He's white guy, glasses, kind of like salt and peppery beard, long brown hair. He looks like he should be wearing like a trench coat. Um, and like in his bio, he talks about how he's mastered a lot of ancient weaponry and like all sorts of stuff. And so he just, he looks like the dude who lives in the basement and has a bunch of really cool novelty swords. Uh, and so he looks like his fan base. Uh, Whoa! That's yeah. not. It's it's. I think that's a. I feel that way about Patrick Rothfuss. Is every time I see a picture of him, I'm like, "Yep, that's the guy who wrote in the name of the wind." Absolutely. Yeah, and so it's it has a uh, seventeen books now actually, and I can't remember where they start. He started writing it, but it was like early two thousands, which is funny because like it's post nine eleven, so they they couch a lot of the like crime and like international dealings in the terms of post nine eleven for the first like five books. Makes it makes me feel nostalgic. Oh my um. god. god. Wait, 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 wait. I'm not not to not to but just backing up and helping you with your previous point. Jim Butcher has the same haircut as Harry Dresden does on the front of all of his Pretty much art. They have well, the same hair. That's well, not an accident. So here's the funniest thing about all the covers of the books. Harry Dresden, the character, is emphatic about not wearing a hat. And he has a hat on in every cover of every book. <laughs> like, he's like, I don't wear hats. It gets in the way when you're fighting bad guys. But, of course, hats in the cover. But anywho, so the the premise of the book series is Harry is a, sh- sh- a PI, a private investigator in Chicago. And he's also a wizard. And he's open A private dick. Of, he's a private dick. Um, and he's a wizard. And so basically it's him, like, solving mysteries um, and using magic to do so. And he, uh, you find out later, well, I mean, you even find out in this book that, like, the council, the white council of wizards, they don't want wizards to talk about magic at all with muggles they don't call them muggles obviously but mortals and so he's breaking a lot of boundaries by uh being open and honest about the fact that he can do magic uh the reasons i really like this book series is is it just kind of feels like grown-up noir harry potter sometimes and there's definitely like bigger storylines going on but i mean there's like a whole book that's werewolf centered you have like three different types of vampires in it there's necromancy there's like uh mythical creatures from like south america it's crazy like he pulls from a lot of different lore and he has a lot of different monsters and the story's pretty interesting and fun to follow and if you like audiobooks the audiobooks are read by james marsters other than ghost story he might have reread it for them but he does the and he's the guy from buffy the vampire slayer and so i really like the audiobook but i'd highly recommend it it's super nerdy i think if you like D, you'd like it a lot too because you can kind of uh, now that i've been paying attention to my boyfriend dming and like watching campaigns and stuff i'm like oh these kind of feel like D campaigns as well and it's a lot of fun are you not actually playing D with him 
Uh, we had that campaign that was going, but it kind of it kind of piltered off because of the the de- epidemic. And uh, Justin and Nick, the people we're playing with, it's like they have different schedules. So I think we're going to try and reset it up. But like I listen to Corey DM his campaign. I listen to his Juice campaign. And then we have been watching uh, the college dropout people or the college humor people. They're DM. Ah, uh, yes. Dimension 20. I love that. I watched uh, the one with the McElroy brothers and dad. And that one I really enjoyed. The Adventure Zone. I have to watch that one. Yeah, well, and it, like I don't really like my brother, and my brother and me, and I know that's a very controversial opinion to have, but I do really like Sawbones, and so now that I saw all of the brothers and the dad, it might make me want to watch. They're better when their their father keeps them in line. Yeah, I feel like the youngest one is a huge dick to his dad, and I'm just like, dude, it's funny. It hurts my <laughs> feelings. I love each other. But yeah, that would be my recommendation. Dresden Files, they're super fun. The audiobooks are great. And honestly, you can find the audiobooks on YouTube. Like, they'll have them all together and, like, don't spend any money. Nice. All right. Three really gosh darned nerdy things. That in oh, the- speaking of nerdy things, I, we got distracted at the beginning with technical issues. But happy free comic book day, everyone. Oh, yeah. Oh. First, first Saturday of every May. Isn't that it? Yep. I don't. I own only a few comic books. Uh, Corey's been trying to get me into them. He has a butt time. But I, he got me Paper Girls. Oh, yeah. That's so I need to read that one. Brian I'm just Kavon. bad about reading. I think so. No, I read is. all of um, uh, The Wicked and the Divine. I really enjoyed that. And I'm partway oh, yeah. through Sandman, and I want to finish that. Classic. I really like Sandman so far. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's, it's weird, though, because Wicked and the Divine is inspired by Sandman. And so, like, sometimes I forget which plot is which. Because there's a lot of overlap. It's almost like how I can't tell Tale of Two Cities and uh, Crime and Punishment and one other book apart. They all have the same plot in my head. Well, if you're if you're uh, if your beau likes um, D and D and he also likes Wicked Plus Divine, you should get him a copy of the first couple issues of Die. I don't know if he hasn't read Wicked and Divine. That was that was something I did without uh, him. Not everything's about him. Most of it, but not all of it. Oh. <laughs> well you but, might in- if you like wicked and divine you might like die because it, it's by the same writer and it's about a bunch of people who get trapped in a in a role-playing game so it's die like d-i-e yes okay that's, well i'm that's just making sure a i'm joke. spelling it right no oh, no i'm not? just uh, yeah, it's <laughs> just it of all the things that i like about it the title is like it's like i get you thought that was cool but i hate it i wish you had just called it <laughs> i'm something. not a fan <laughs> because how often do you even think of an individual die? Like that's, it feels like if you're going to be talking about it, it has to be pluralizes dice and then there's no pun there anymore. I don't want to say the word die. Sorry. It's, I'm not even familiar with the material, but just the title alone irks me. I support yeah, the title is, is, is annoying. Yeah, All right. And since we're back to hating the things we like, I guess we should wrap up this dumb show. <laughs> Thank you all again for listening, whoever you are. Sometimes you message us and it's crazy because I'm like, oh shit, someone hears this? So keep doing that. That's cool. Uh, Rochelle, have you got your own podcast going yet? God fucking damn it. I have the audio and like I've tried to make it into YouTube videos. All right, the answer is no, Rochelle. We'll talk more about that later. Jesus Christ. Don't be mean. I love you. All right. Doesn't feel like it. Good. Well, I have to deal with this every two weeks. Every two weeks I log on. Hey, you signed up for this, pal. You signed up for this episode. There's That's no true. one who knows me who doesn't have some idea of what they're getting into. It's like, you can't spend more than 30 seconds around me before it's kind of like, oh, this is going to be work. Like, has Kyle seen that super precious photo of us in the massage chairs? Probably. I don't know. Okay. Everyone's seen it. It's on Facebook all the time. 
That's the that's the picture I'm going to use for the video for the podcast. All right, uh, I'll post that to our Facebook group so everyone can see what silly thing that is. That was um, so cute. Do you want to do both of them? Because there's the one in Great Falls and then the progression of. Oh my god! I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten a lot fatter, so that pans out. Me too. Me too, baby. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>